to head on goal, and Jordan Morris has done it. Appealing in vain for offside, the Chicago Fire defenders. Jordan Morris from the doorstep saves the day for the Sounders. the other way. Look who's running hard after defensively. Wayne Rooney, the net is empty. Big collision by the captain. That is unbelievable effort. Rooney putting one up. Bacosta. The Stateside Soccer Show with Logan and Jordan. Hello and Stateside Soccer Show. My name is Jordan Wiegand and with me today uh, in our own version of Camp Cupcake, Logan Stone. Did you just call me a camp? Oh my gosh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, the podcast is the camp, and uh, oh. you were called into Camp Cupcake because uh, nobody else was available. I was going to say Cupcake's my middle name. I love cupcakes. Jordan, what's your favorite cupcake flavor? You have a favorite cupcake flavor? You know, there's this uh, flavor cupcake place near us called Flavor mm. that uh, has been on, like, I think one of the like food. But and I think they won something like that. But they uh, they have a cookies and cream one that's pretty good. Ooh. But they also had a snickerdoodle one that was really good. So I'll go with that. But if we're talking about like you go to like the grocery store and you just find like a six oh. pack of cupcakes. Yeah, it would probably be the vanilla with chocolate yep. frosting. Yep. Yeah. 100%. The little ones that you would get like for your school parties. I think Walmart. I don't like sells. the mini ones. Oh, I don't, you don't like the mini ones. No, they're oh. bite size. Yeah, I like I guess, the bigger ones. I was gonna say, I guess it's not as fun eating those. We actually have a place called Sprinkles. Jordan knows of Sprinkles, uh, and they do like flavored cupcakes. Do I? And I don't know. Have you ever been to Sprinkles? <laughs> I guess you haven't, because God, I always feel like you've been. Is down it in here. Springs? Yeah, it's in Springs. It's oh, like I don't know. it's it's. I've been to Gideon's. Maryland. I've been to Gideon's. Jeez, you've been to Gideon's, but you haven't been to Sprinkles. What's wrong with you? Yeah. Um, but they have an ATM window for just cupcakes. It's like a cupcake heaven. Pretty cool. An ATM window? Yeah, you just go up, you select it, and it grabs one from over, like, and then brings it down and slots it in, like, an ATM machine. Wouldn't it be, like, stale or something? Like, I feel like they would, where, like, the mechanical arm has, like, all the frosting on it as it's going. I don't know. <laughs> like, it, it, it's cool. It's, like, it comes out in, like, a little box. It's, it's pretty cool. You'll have to, you'll have to go. I'll have to, like, take you or something. I don't know. You'll have to, you'll have to venture yeah, out there. Well, but they have, like, they have see. really good cupcakes. So, if anybody's joined, they're probably really confused. <laughs> <laughs> so he has joined right when they so right when we're talking about cupcakes yeah well yeah uh but anyway we're gonna be getting into the show we got a lot of topics to talk about we got the leagues cup draw that happened we got some mls news and we've got uh the camp cupcake roster and some unfortunate bummer news that we have to start two big newses that are absolute bummers that we're gonna start with here and the first of which, this broke, uh, I think, Thursday that Anton Walks had passed away due to a boating accident 
on Wednesday in Miami where he is at for uh, Charlotte's preseason. And uh, this just hit me like a ton of bricks. It, it felt so out of nowhere. And then for a while we didn't, he was saying how he had passed. So, you know, you're thinking things like um, undiagnosed conditions or, you know, uh, stuff like that. But yeah, for it to be just a freak accident, you know, and it's actually quite amazing, Logan, that we don't have this happen more for celebrities and sports players. Like, I feel like it, it doesn't happen as much as you would think on just the law of probability. Um, but I also just a tough year for, for soccer uh, in the States here with Grant Wall passing late last year. Um, there's also been some other passings throughout like executive ranks and, and stuff like that. But um, Anton walks only 25 in a, in an accident. So um, our thoughts go out to his family and friends and it looks like they're having a celebration of life. Logan, did you want to talk about that? Yeah, so if you're listening to this on Tuesday, uh, the 24th, I think that when this podcast drops, they actually have a celebration of life over at the Bank of America Stadium in downtown Charlotte. It's where the Panthers play. Um, <clears throat> Eastgate opens at 2 p.m. Ceremony starts at 3 p.m. Uh, fans are encouraged to wear black Charlotte FC gear if they have them or uh, the newly minted kits. Um, attendees must enter through the East Gate match day. Stadium protocols and policies stay in place, including clear bag policies. Fans will be responsible for their own parking arrangements. There's no uh, food or beverage or anything like that. It's a it's a ceremony to celebrate Antoine Walks's life. Um, I know Chris Smith had talked to Antoine Walks, who's been on the show a couple times, and he said just and and this has been kind of that thing where. Jordan, you were talking about, I'm getting goosebumps, but like, uh, it's, it seems like the, the people that we've lost to were such great characters. I mean, not that it would make it any different, but I mean, they're two great people. Um, and then I, I don't know about the other loss as much. I can't speak on it as much as maybe some other people can, but the two that we did lose, I mean, you, you listen to Grant Wall's podcast, you see how many people he's touched. Antoine walks was the same way. He was big in Europe when he was there as a teammate. He never really made it big over there. He came back to Atlanta. There was a lot of talk, Jordan, about him becoming one of the best, you know, defensive players in this league at some point, um, just kind of developing into his own game. He's 25 years old. He looked like he was going to anchor that Charlotte defense. He captained him a couple of times. It, it's, uh, it's tough to see. It's really tough to watch all the Charlotte players react. And I think, Jordan, I think uh, as somebody that's 30 years old, um, you're a little bit older than I. It's so humbling. It's just so one year. Grounding. Just yeah. one year right, right. now. <laughs> just one year. Until June. Until Until June. June. Then, right. then, then we're up to the two. Um, but it is, it is so grounding. Um, it's so – the guys on Extra Time said it best. It's, it, makes you, it makes you realize that you really are mortal, that things happen and quickly. And it's best that we cherish those around us and you know uh, enjoy life the best that we can while it's not easy sometimes. Um, there's a lot of people going through a lot more difficult things nowadays. And I'm sure Antoine walks friends and family are going through a very difficult time. So our thoughts are with them and, you know, we move on. Um, we go on to the next story, we move on to the next thing. We, we support the next player, but their friends and family never move on from this and something that you just forget. So thoughts with them. And, um, uh, I'm sure Charlotte will do well with the celebration of life, uh, gone too soon at 25. It's crazy because we, um, you know, we covered that expansion draft live when he got picked yep. uh, by Charlotte, and we were all kind of amazed that Atlanta let him go. And 
um, you know, because he had been with that team since they had come into the league, Atlanta. So it is just fast. That that feels like yesterday, and it is, uh, you know, just a blink of an eye how fast things can change. It's you know, appreciate the people that you have with you at when you do because you just never quite know. Um, moving on to uh, some other news here. Uh, then just a what Friday? Friday, yeah, it was Friday the day after this. Then, a lot of people found out that uh, they lost their jobs <laughs> because SB Nation is closing down all of their MLS and NHL sites. Uh, they're not going to be covering those two leagues anymore. And maybe more, I'm not sure. Uh, but for sure, MLS and like USL and NHL, SB Nation is, is going to be gone. And um, had a lot of those people on our shows. Um it's been a great resource that even people like extra time have used Andrew. Weeby talking about how he reads them. A lot of people read that stuff and get into the sport or it's how they learn about the other teams in the league, or even that's things that we used to recommend for people that were just jumping onto the league. Like, Hey, just check out your local coverage through SB nation or other soccer. Because those are people that are very passionate. They probably get paid all that much and uh they did it and they were independent soccer media and now uh we're losing kind of that we're we're gonna have to really rely on apple and mlssoccer.com to bring some coverage and and i guess the athletic through sam and paul tenorio but they don't have like i don't think we have any athletic beat reporters for each team the way that we do for baseball and for uh, football and basketball and stuff like that so maybe that's a way that that can grow at some point but i mean if i had the resources logan we would be creating a soccer website run on ads not subscriptions and try to get some of these people on board but unfortunately we don't have that type of funding but it is just a terrible situation for you know, all these people, a lot of them, it, it seems like are still going to be able to try to find ways. Uh, some people I know for like the brotherly game who does the union stuff. Um, somebody asked them, does that mean SB nation would hold the rights to that branding? And they said they might be able to work something out on that. So it might be SB nation might even be like, if we're not going to use this stuff, like we might let these people run their independent blogs themselves, stuff like that. Um, and if that can continue and continue growing, and supporting our local reporters like that, that would be great. But just a sad, sad day um, on Friday hearing that news. And, you know, we tweeted out our support to all of the people affected. But Logan, your thoughts on SB Nation cutting essentially two leagues worth of coverage. Yeah, I mean, this is, again, this is just a a really dark day for stateside um, I mean, not us, but stateside uh, coverage of MLS, of U.S. Men's National Team. I mean, there's so many great websites out there. Blue Testament is one that I use quite a bit uh, when researching some of these teams. Um, I know that Burgundy Wave is somebody that we've used, um, you know, uh, at extensive lengths to kind of talk about this show. Um, 
Stumpy Town or uh, it, it just, you know, Sam. I, I mean, we had Sam on to talk first uh, year when we did this, when we talked previews. Uh, Jordan, when we talked previews, these were the first places where I went to look for, you know, different people that covered um, these teams uh, during, you know, some of these offseason um, stretches just because there's so little found on the national media sites. Um I'm concerned about just the way that the teams are going to get covered now. Uh, I'm hoping, like you said, Jordan, that somebody has the funds to do it. Did you see there was actually somebody, I forget who it was. It was like a VP of a company. It was a relatively big company and said she, if she had the means, she would 100% be on the phone right now trying to grab up all these writers to make a website so that she could run it. And, you know, she said, if I had the means, if I had just a little bit more money, I could totally see myself doing it, but I just don't have the means to do so. Hopefully somebody does. Uh, I know that... Uh, the people over at the Bent Musket are, uh, I know on Extra Time, they were talking about that they were selling shirts. Um, if you guys are out there and you're listening to this SB Nation, if you do some of that kind of stuff um, and you just tweet it and we can retweet all that stuff to kind of help, even if we have some followers that you don't have. Um, if you haven't followed the sites or you haven't followed those people, I know there was a bunch of follow chains going around to kind of follow the SB Nation. So I went on a, a following spree. I know uh, eight to ten people followed us. Um, that were part of SB Nation, but hopefully, uh, if you guys are listening to this, if you know some of our following can hear this, uh, I'd love to be able to support you guys uh, in any way that I can. If you know, it's buying a shirt, uh, you know, getting past a paywall at certain points, uh, it, it just it stinks. It's a bad day uh, for coverage of this this league, um, and really, I mean, it, I, I'm kind of scared as to what's going to happen to the local stuff, just because. The bigger moves like this to happen, Jordan, I think the more we're going to lose out on some of this local coverage and some of these smaller local teams um, are going to start to vanish a little bit. Yeah, because these writers are going to have to be able to put food on the table. They're going to go to do a, a different career path or write for something else uh, that might not cover soccer, even though it's what they're passionate about. But, you know, if there's no money in it, then we're not going to get some of those. We were just talking last week about like these interest stories that we want to see through the Apple deal and stuff. And um, there has to be somebody that can come pick this up and kind of run with it, whether they're able to scoop these people on sort of SB nation site, or if they're somehow able to get the branding for these things, you know, but I mean, SB Nation was just run on ad supported stuff. So if you can get the same sort of traffic, then you'll be able to generate the same sort of revenue by using the same amount of ads. So you'd like to think that it's possible, but I don't know. It's, it just sucks to be able to, to be losing most likely so many uh, good writers. All right, I guess we can move on to the actual soccer of it all, but we have a U.S. men's national team roster to talk about, and we have th uh, three goalkeepers, Roman Celitano, Sean Johnson, Gaga Slonina, uh, who is, yes, coming back uh, for over for overseas to, uh, to the USA for this camp. Jonathan Gomez and Julian Gressel, Making his debut, he's got uh, his citizenship to sorry to Juan Jones, Aaron Long, Jalen Neal, Sam Rogers, John Tolkien, Zimmerman, midfielders Paxton Aronson, Aiden Morris, Alan Sonora, um, 
Kellen Acosta, Paxton Pomaka, and Eric Williamson. Uh, forwards, Paul Ariola, Cade Cal, Jesus Ferra, Matthew Hoppe, Emmanuel Sabi, Brandon Vasquez, and Alejandro Zendayas. So what are you, what do you, what sticks out to you the most here, Logan, on this roster? Um, a couple things. I think the, the Paxton Aronson call-in um, is pretty uh, on point, I think, but surprising just because he's a little bit younger. Um, I think there are some other midfield options that they could have gone with uh, that were older. So I think it speaks to kind of how Pax has been playing and his move. What was he? Right. Where is it? Which one? Which club did he go to? Freiburg. Yes. Freiburg. That's what it was. Uh, no. Uh, yeah. Eintracht Frankfurt. Sorry. Frankfurt. There we go. Yes, okay. Eintracht Frankfurt. I knew it was an F, uh, but I couldn't remember. But um, I think one of the biggest things that sticks out to me, Jordan, uh, and this has been the talk of Twitter lately, um, has been Alejandro Zendejas. Uh he is a center forward, um, somebody that was really not really considered for the U.S. men's national team because he was a dual national. He could play for Mexico. Um, something came out to where he couldn't play for Mexico's national team or something, and so he's decided, obviously, to play for the U.S. men's national team, which is huge. It throws in another player and name in there. Um, and if you haven't seen the highlights on him, uh, they're phenomenal. He actually just scored a goal um, and uh, has played extremely well. Um, I forget the club that he's with. I should have put that down um, just because I forget. Um, but an intriguing call-up just because I think, um, Jordan, we're looking for a number nine, and that's something that we've uh, clearly stated um, in the many shows that we've uh, had. So uh, Zendejas plays for Club America, so um, a big club. He just scored a great goal. If you haven't seen it, it's a banger. Um, definitely go check it out on Twitter. I know it was retweeted by us, but – He's been really impressive, Jordan. I'm, I'm excited to kind of see what he does. Um, and I think he's got some special abilities. But those are the two names that kind of stuck out to me. The only thing I'll say is I already see people jumping way much on the hype train for him. Of, I saw somebody, I don't know who it was, tweet out, imagine if we had had him instead of Jordan Morris coming into the World Cup. Wouldn't I'm like, he, nothing would have changed. I'm sorry. Nope. nothing. Would, and even if so, what, we go maybe – we maybe score more goal against Netherlands and still lose. Like, I, I don't know. Like we did as best as we could at that time, to be honest. Um, I think, and no, no amount of like fringe players that are coming in that are playing well, or is just going to immediately turn this thing into, Oh, we would have made the semis. Like that doesn't happen that way. It, it just doesn't happen that way. Um, Plus, Greg wouldn't have played him anyway. What are we talking about? So, <laughs> no reason to really get into that too much. I'm really excited to see Paxton Aronson as well. Um, I think uh, I want to see Matthew Hoppy. He's had a very down trajectory since the Nations League, since he went to Spain and uh, kind of bounced around clubs now. And this is that's a way to keep them kind of in the conversation. But I mean, this could be one of his last national team camps for a long time. If he continues struggling the way he is and not getting playing time. So I'd like to see him really kind of chance and hopefully he's impressing and hopefully he's doing something that maybe can help him in a better club situation through this or, I don't know, but, uh, you know, Matthew Hoppy is one I'm keeping my eye on here as well, just for, let, let's see what, let's see what he can do. Right. Um, we've, we've seen what he can do. He's been effective at times, but 
club wise, he hasn't really had it going since that hat trick for Schalke. That that's really the his career highlight at this point. People be uh, clamoring for Brandon Vasquez too, just because that's a that's somebody that again was thrown out there as an option to bring in as somebody that could possibly step up into that role. Uh, this is, I think this is his last chance. Cause I think he's on the older side. So I think that Vasquez, it, it, I don't think he's on the older side. I mean, I think he's 25, 26, right? Um, I think 24. Yeah. See, really? Okay. Yep. Okay. Well then he's not. All right. So if he does play well, Jordan, this could actually bode well for him the next time that we'd see him at world cup 27. So yeah, right into your prime, I guess I thought he was older than that for some reason. Um, but somebody that has been kind of on like the outlier, like played extremely well for FC Cincinnati. Again, people are going to crap on him because he's an MLS and a lot of these guys are MLS. So, uh, <laughs> I'm ready for Twitter to kind of be a torch. Um, when... well, I've already seen so many people calling this camp bad, <laughs> but I mean, it, it's the January camp. We yeah. get, we get the second tier European guys. Yeah. Uh, they're not like the reason Hoppy's here, right. Is because he's not really playing for his club. So he's able, they're able to release him. Cause the, the, the reason why we can't get like Pulisic and all that for people that wonder like, why aren't we calling in Geo Reyna and stuff is because this is not an actual FIFA window where they have to give the club has to release the players. So that is why we're usually stuck to MLS players and the Euro players that the club will release because they're not really playing much or in the plans as much. That's why you're able to get people like Hoppy and Paxton Aronson who just went there um, to come back over here. Because most of this year for Paxton, I would think, riding the bench in the squad, learning about Frankfurt, and then having a full preseason in the summer. That's probably what the goal is for Paxton Aronson. So he's able to go over there, meet people, get to know his team, and then they're like, okay, now you can come back over here and do this national team thing for a few weeks, then you go back over there. You're going to, you're going to train, you're going to watch stuff, but you're probably, he's probably not going to get much game time this year. And then summer he'll have a full preseason to kind of ramp up with Frankfurt is, is my thoughts for Aronson, but we'll see. Um, But yeah, so if, if, you know, for anybody that's like, Oh my word, why Geo just scored a great goal. Why are we not calling him in? Relax. Um, he wouldn't have been released by Dortmund anyway, because he just scored a game winner for them. So anything else about the January camp? These, these games are coming up pretty quick. Let me grab that. Let me grab that and talk about that now because uh... it's time for the match of the week preview. Damn, that's pretty loud. All right. You scared the heck out of me, dude. I was not ready for that. <laughs> I was like, trying to watch your uh, reaction to see, <laughs> to see what was going on there. But um I'm trying to find that they don't have it website right now. Hold on. I could fill in the time. Okay. Anthony Huff, or, there you go. Just January 5th. January 5th. That's Wednesday. Uh, at Bank of California Stadium, Un- United States for Serbia at 10 p.m. Then on Saturday, uh, 7.30, U.S. and Colombia. That's at Dignity Health Sports Park, which is, of course, 
home of the galaxy. So both games in LA. Um, I think one is on HBO max and one is on TNT. If you have the Spanish, if you, if you don't mind watching in Spanish, it would be, you can just watch it on Peacock. So if you already have Peacock for Premier League, you don't have to worry about getting HBO Max. You can watch it on there. So that's uh, that's a plus. But I have HBO Max right now because of The Last of Us. So once that's done, back to canceling HBO Max, and then I'll watch the U.S. on Peacock in Spanish. I guess. That sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, U.S. Uh, men's national team will be headed up by Anthony Hudson. Jordan, you and I talked about that. Uh, yeah, feeling up the longer that this goes on, though. Like, I feel like the longer that this goes on, the more that it's pretty obvious that Greg's no longer going to be the coach of this team. Because I just feel like they're looking now, and there's been reports, you know, they've been tied to people like calling Pep. They've been tied to people like Zinedine Zidane. They've um, been tied to other people. Like, yeah, I feel like just the longer that this goes on, the inevitable is going to happen. I, I think he's going to say that is because due to the um... – TNT coverage, right? The HBO Max coverage for the women's game that was just the other day. Uh, Demarcus Beasley said that he had lost the locker room. Now, I don't know if that means he's guessing that due to him talking about this Geo stuff, or you know, Demarcus Beasley's played with some of these guys. He, he, he might actually know that he lost the locker room. So uh, he didn't think he'd be back. I think the whole TNT crew thought he wouldn't be back. So now lean more towards that he is going to be gone. They're still investigating. Bride is gone. Now his contract was up at the end of the World Cup, so that's not a shock. But I'm wondering if we even continue with a general manager or not. He was the GM for both the women's and the men's team. And to be honest, I don't know what he did, Logan. I don't know what a general manager does for a national team because we have Ernie Stewart, the technical director, or whatever, the executive. And I still don't even know what Ernie really does because Ernie, uh, you know, in press conferences just says we can't talk about that. So I'm not really sure what Brian McBride did um, in his role. So I don't know if they're, or if they're just going to be like, it's back in Ernie's. Like, I don't know what the plan is. I think their role as a, <laughs> I always joked about this, but like, I think their role is to basically the only job that they have is to find the right coach and find the right system. And that didn't go well. So that's why it's easy to look at these guys and go, you know what, it's time that you move on. And obviously the technical director GM probably, you know, adjusting for schedules and like, you know, contacting clubs and saying, Hey, you know, don't play so-and-so for this and this and that and this and dealing with clubs, calling them telling them not to play the players or something. But, like, I, I imagine that it's going to be a lot of that. But, again, I think it, it needs a clean wash, Jordan. And you know what's really strange, too, is we still have not heard from Claudio Bravo, who is uh, not Claudio Bravo. That's the wrong person. Claudio Reyna. Um, we have not heard from the Reynas, Jordan, since the, the little fiasco. So, Claudio has been – He's been pretty present with Austin and ever since Austin has existed. He's been pretty like out there uh, with Anthony Precourt. Like that's I a thought very you were cool. Say, been pretty recently, and I was going to say, yeah, that's a first. Yeah. <laughs> no, but like his his relationship with the club, I think, is in detriment. Uh, just because I think it it I think there's 
they're waiting to find out what's going on with the investigation. And I think they know, like, I, I've got to think Josh Wolf knows like Josh Wolf, the dynamic is got to be strange. Like it's got to be so weird because Josh Wolf is Burhalter's guy. Um, they were, <laughs> I, it's gotta be such a, this weird is how dynamic. incestuous <laughs> this crew Austin stuff is. Are you ready? So remember everyone, if you weren't, if you haven't been caught up on this edition of as the MLS world turns, right? So what we had is we I had court who was uh, the owner of the crew. And then he was like, guess what? I got this clause in my contract that I purposely put there because I wanted to make a team in Austin to move my team to Austin. And then crew fans were like, what the hell is this? Why is this happening? And then you had Berhalter, who was the manager of the crew during a lot of this stretch here. And, uh, under him was Josh Wolf. Now, what happens then is they have, they do technically the crew to Austin, but then the half bought a new expansion club that became the crew is officially how that kind of went. I think uh, they did some sort of background backroom deals to be like, all right, you still get your Austin team pre-court, but the crew get to stay because of the uproar. And we hashtag saved the crew, and it was great. And then Reyna comes from NYCFC to Austin. He hires Josh Wolf as the manager. So Josh Wolf came from the crew, and the crew came from uh, Austin, came from the crew pretty much. So it's like this weird vibe thing here. And then now you also have Reyna and Burholder not getting along who Josh Wolf is probably like, I liked Greg. He's probably also friends with Claudio. And he's just like, I'm kind of in the middle of a rock and a hard place right now. And as you've pointed out before, that they haven't had any press releases recently with uh, Reyna as the person signing off on them. It's been like his right-hand man. So we don't really know what's that going, but they haven't made any announcement like he's under investigation about this. Like, I don't know if MLS cares. It might be more of a U.S. soccer somehow. And that's the thing. How how does this get like U.S. soccer is one that could sanction, right? Something on their, their first division, which would be MLS. But I don't know how that's going to play out. I, yeah, I just thought it was weird just because of how, like, in the uh, public he was when Austin FC first came about. Like, he was always the one making statements. He was always the one, you know, doing press releases, being out there, being the face of the club, being that director that he's supposed to be a football operations kind of guy. Um, and then all of a sudden, he's gone completely silent. And, I, and I'm assuming they told him, hey, none of that stuff while you're being investigated by U.S. Men's National Team, it doesn't need to be said by Austin, I don't think, to be like, hey, our coach is currently, or our, sorry, our director is currently uh, under the heat for what he's done with the U.S. Men's National Team. You all know, so why even cause that storm of people trying to get into Austin and go, hey, what the hell's going on? Um, maybe Austin knows, maybe, you know, what's going on with the investigation, but they've been pretty um, tight lip about it. So I think that uh, you're not going to get much, I think, Probably the best for all of us. I just hope it goes away quietly, to be honest with you. <laughs> uh, so we also had, uh, Logan, a U-20 national team roster called in with 16 MLS players into this. All right. This was on the 19th. 
Uh, real quick, we had two goalkeepers, Antonio Carrera from Dallas and Emmanuel Ocha uh, from Ochoa, sorry, from San Jose Earthquakes. Eight defenders, Brandon Craig from the Union, Mauricio uh, Suaves from Club Bruges, Marcus Furkranus uh, uh, from the LA Galaxy, Alexander Freeman from Orlando City, Michael Holiday from Orlando City, Caleb Wiley from Atlanta, Thomas Williams from Orlando City, and Joshua Winder from Louisville City FC. Seven midfielders, Alejandro Alvarado from Venezuela in Portugal, Daniel uh, Leva from Sounders, Diego Luna from Real Salt Lake, not the uh, man who is currently starring in Andor on Disney+. Plus. Jack McGlynn from the Union, Nicholas Par- uh, Pariano from Duke University, Nico uh, Tascaris uh, from San Jose Earthquakes, Owen Wolf from Austin FC, throwing another wrinkle with the Wolves there. Forwards, Caden Clark from Leipzig, Jackson Hopkins from DC United, uh, Rold Mitchell from Wake Forest, Corede Osundia from Orange County SC in the USL Championship, Quinn Sullivan from the Union, and Tyler Wolf from Atlanta United. So they are gathering for a camp from the 19th through the 29th in Bradenton, Florida, as they are preparing for the fifth straight U-20 World Cup trip that is going to be played from May 20th to June 11th in Indonesia. Not much to say. Just a lot of young players. We'll see how they do. Uh, Union is going to be kind of low on depth at that point with all these youth players going over there. I was going to say Union in Orlando. They might as well just take the whole youth squads with them. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that's a good sign. Yeah, Mikey Holiday's been a first-team kind of rotational player lately, so that's exciting for him. Uh, Also, some big news. LAFC has (laughs) entered a new naming rights partnership with BMO ahead of the 2023 season. So their stadium, Bank of California, will now be considered BMO Stadium. Square. Uh, (laughs) While you'll have BMO Field in (laughs) Toronto. So if they play each other this year... You have to really look at the wording to see where they're playing. (laughs) Stadium or field, and you'll figure it out. But yikes. I I think that should be not allowed, to be honest. I think that should be not allowed to have BMO be able to host or like sponsor two teams. I mean, shirt sponsor at the same time as Toronto's shirt sponsor at the same time as Toronto's stadium sponsor. So, I mean, look. Let's cut that out, right? I don't know. I don't like that. No, it's weird. It's confusing. Like it. Yep, too confusing. Uh, yeah. And I don't know. The Ravens have MNT Bank Stadium, but then you'll also see, like, if you're watching the Bills game, it'll say MNT Bank is the official bank of the Bills. I'm like, all right, so you're somehow the official bank of all these teams. <laughs> I think America or uh, what was it? American Airlines for a long time. United. Uh, a lot of the airlines have the same thing issue with basketball. You never know what stadium they're playing in because they're all called United Airlines Arena or whatever. Um, it's very confusing. I, you know what I like, Jordan? Exploring. It's like Emirates for for right. yeah, European like, Europe, <laughs> right? Or the Etihad. It's like now they're all starting to name them Etihad stuff. So it's like, ah, okay, now I'm just confused. So 
I don't know. I like the old, you know, like baseball, Jordan, like there's a lot of them that have just really unique names that aren't really attached to things like Wrigley field, like Wrigley field existed. It wasn't really named after the gum. It was named after the guy. Um, you've got Camden yards, which is different. Um, Yankee stadium had always been called Yankee stadium. You got Fenway. Um, it's like, you've got different groups that like there's, they're off brand names. So you wouldn't really know. Um, but I do feel like they have a lot more original names. Um, and a lot of those are disappearing because they're selling yeah. the rights rights for them too, um, which is unfortunate, right? It's because, a... I mean, there's something about those old school naming of the state. I mean, look, I mean, think about the Cincinnati one, right? Which before it was officially named T- TQL Stadium, which rolls right off the tongue, you have, uh, it was West End Stadium. That sounds like a soccer stadium. That sounds great. Uh, even the Buffalo Bills, while it's Highmark Stadium, they always say we're at Orchard Park. Like that kind of stuff sounds so much better than we're at BMO Stadium here or BMO. Field. Even Bank of California, even though that was a sponsor, sounded better because it was a damn bank in California where they played. Like, you know, I don't know. It, it's it's just it just sucks that this is how it's going in i mean look they even want to do that over in europe right like there's rumors of the of chelsea getting a stadium at some point and knocking down stanford bridge and going somewhere else and not having it called stanford bridge and probably selling the naming rights which sucks like that sucks because i get that they get money from it but i wish they would be able to do like you're here at TQL stadium. You know, you're on, you know, you're TQL presents West end stadium, something that makes it sound better, but you still get the sponsorship in there because these things change so quick. Now we just had (laughs) granted, I mean, Houston, right. Just changed again. This is like their fifth one in seven years or something. That's a lot. And now it's P now what is it it was pnc now it's uh shell shell energy yeah shell energy that's what it is i'm going to the shell watch the game (laughs) lame unless if your mask is like a turtle then it's awesome yeah (laughs) (laughs) then it's freaking great if it's squirtle (laughs) then it's great you know up here in maryland we have an affinity for for turtles because of uh the terps but yeah so if we called our stadium the shell that'd be pretty badass but no it's shell as in the oil company and it was just pnc before that and i didn't even get to adjust to that because anytime they said pnc i was thinking pittsburgh <laughs> pirates i wasn't thinking houston uh and because before that it was bbva it was bbva for a long time and then I think it switched from BBVA to something else to then PNC to then BBVA Compass Stadium Houston. I'm going to sh- I'm going to search this. Let's let's read the history of Shell Energy Stadium. So this was originally in 2011 BBVA Compass acquired the naming rights and they had it until um, they had it for 10 years 2019 it was renamed to BBVA Stadium they took out the compass part 
2021, it was rebranded as PNC Stadium. And then now it's Shell Energy in 2023. So that PNC deal lasted for two years. So they've had two sponsors now in two years when they had one for 10 years. That's got to be so confusing when you're like talking to people around, right? Like if you're just talking to normal people. Part of the problem though is that PNC, I guess, bought BBVA as a bank. I didn't know that. I used to work for PNC. It sucked. Don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. Jordan says don't work for PNC. They're the worst. <laughs> let's go to let's go to uh the league. The go leagues cup now. Yeah, unless you want to do the MLS news with all the other MLS news. Now let's get this behemoth yeah. out of the way here. So the group stage announcement announcement for Leagues Cup. 2023 you have two teams that get a buy to the group a uh, round of 30 why who knows just whatever uh the winner of the previous league pachuca lafc then what you have is three west groups west one tigris is in there along with the timbers and earthquakes my money is on Tigres and Portland. Moving on from that. West 2, you have Monterey, Real Salt Lake, and Seattle Sounders. And West 3, you have LA Galaxy, Club Leon, and Vancouver Whitecaps. I wonder what they would have done if LAFC didn't have the bye and if Union had won. One of these teams get moved to Central? Yeah, like, I, I don't think understand. So. Salt Lake, maybe? Yeah, I think so. Which would be really weird. Uh, maybe one of the Mexican teams. Maybe. Then you have four central groups. Club America in group one. Columbus Crew and St. Louis City SC. Central two, Puebla, Minnesota United, Chicago Fire. Central three, Chivas Guadalajara, FC Cincinnati, Sporting Kansas City. And group four of the central, Nashville SC, Toluca, and Colorado Rapids. Then you have South 1, Austin FC, Mazdalan FC, and FC Juarez. Uh, South 2, Santos Laguna, Orlando City, and Houston Dynamo. South 3, Cruz Azul, Inter Miami, Atlanta United, which means we're going to get some Joseph Martinez uh, derby derbies there with Inter Miami, Atlanta. Uh, South 4, FC Dallas. Uh, Nakaha, right? Because X's are H's, right? And then Charlotte FC in South 4. East 1, we have uh, Philadelphia Union, Tijuana, and Querétaro. And then we have uh, East 2, Montreal, Pumas, and DC United. East 3, NYCFC, Atlas, and Toronto. And East 4, Red Bulls, Atletico de San Luis, and New England Revolution. Uh, which one would you say, Logan, is the toughest of these groups? Uh, this is tough because it's like, a, like I've got a number of things that you could consider. So like if you're the third team and you're looking at your group going, oh, crap, I think that group easily goes to probably, I, I would say the... Uh, 
Club America, Columbus crew. I think St. Louis has got to be looking at their group going, what the hell did we do um, to deserve this? <laughs> uh, Jordan, can you imagine, though, like Club America is going to go to St. Louis. Like, that is insane. Um, I think that'll be a lot of fun. Um, top two teams get out of these groups. So I think, you know, if you're the third team looking at the other two going, oh, crap, then you're like, oh, crap. Um so I think look, I'm sure they did this for travel reasons, yeah, but this sucks. I, let me just say, I'm not a fan of this. Yeah, you got two. <laughs> 15 groups of three with two moving on to lower it to 30 teams, and then you add in the teams that are the uh round of 30, like the bye. Why not? I get there had to be a better way of breaking these up, but whatever um it's fine it just kind of sucks that like i feel like some of these group games there should only be there should only be two group games yeah i feel like i feel like they should have done like a group of four like uh, each group should have had four teams like figure out how to get four teams in there how is this supposed to work like the top ones get out, but do they seed them or are they going to stay in their West brackets? That I did not look up because I was not sure how to. But this um, is going to be from July 21st to August 19th. Yeah, they take a break. So it, it's a month long break from what it sounded like. So um sounds like they'll get the whole thing in quickly. I'm assuming you're right. Like I'm assuming that you get, I would you would get by region because they wouldn't want travel to be a big issue, and it it could be. So, I think they'll group them based on West Division, each you know Central Division, East Division. Oh, I bet you. You know what? I bet you the West gets one of the two up top, or they get the two up top, and then the other ones kind of filter in and behind them, like South. Okay, so here here's where it sucks too. Are you ready for this? Uh, no matches in the group stage will end in a tie. They will all be decided by a penalty shootout. So regulation win. If you win in the regulation, you get three points. A PK shootout win earns two points. And a PK shootout loss earns you one point. I guess they had to do that because there's only two group stage games. I don't know. Because then each team could end up with... (laughs) And then you have to go by tiebreaker. This is where it gets real messy, right? Like... Maybe as we continue to add MLS teams, this thing will have, like, there's 47 teams, so they're kind of, their hands tied behind their back, right, on on what they'd be able to do with 47. So they did, we'll do 45, and then just add the two best teams in a round of 32. But if we get to the point where we add more MLS teams to where we have an even 48 or an even 50, they might be able to do something a little easier than this but it just sucks that we could conceivably have two group stage games and that's it you're knocked out like that and then you're sitting there for the month (laughs) while everybody else is playing you better be scheduling friendlies with the teams that got knocked out because you need to stay fresh i really wonder how they're going to navigate this yeah, like I mean, you look at I mean, you look at the groups. I think St. Louis is in a lot of trouble. Earthquakes are in a lot of trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd imagine RSLs in some deep crap there where they are. Um, Vancouver, like that's a tough group too with LA and Club Leon. 
I mean, just these are brutal. Um, but then you got groups. So like then the union, they got to go play two Mexican teams. That doesn't seem fair. <laughs> like that doesn't seem fair at all. Um, I think they have a very easy group. I think they do too. But Jordan, could you imagine if this was more of like two like really competitive? Like I know, I think I want to say, I want to look at their table. Cause I actually did link their table and I don't want to speak and sound like an idiot, but I believe that Tijuana is not great from what I remember. Uh, yeah, so, Tijuana is 16th in this Clashura, which is only three matches in. Um, Tijuana is 15th when that was, they only had 17 points. They only had a point a game out of 17 in their first part in the aperture. So, do we know where these games are going to be played at? It says MLS stadiums, but does that mean Union would host both of theirs? You or- know what? Yes, I thought, yeah, I thought they did come up with that. I thought maybe they did come up with that because they said they didn't want the U.S. teams traveling to. Mexican stadiums, and I think they were going to try to put them in other stadiums. Okay, yeah, because all I see here it says seventy-seven matches played across the U.S. and Canada, all hosted at MLS stadiums. I do, yeah. Let me see if I can find out. Like, how will we? That's right. I did. I forgot about that. I think because the Mexican teams will play in stadiums, like they'll have home stadiums. I believe, like they'll have like their own stadium where they're playing um, when they're playing like a home game. I guess. Is that how that works? I would assume that's how it works. Because I feel like, well, no, I guess not. This is weird. Like, could you imagine playing two games and they're both home? Like the Union, you get to go play. Yeah, that's why I'm like, I don't know if that sounds... They were just lucky, I guess, to get two Mexican teams in the draw. So now they just play them both at... Oh, now that draw looks way better now. Yeah. I I guess we'll get more. We'll get more. I do know they are playing in the U.S. stadiums. That does sound yeah, right yeah. because they said but, that they don't want them going. They don't want some of the U.S. My question with that though areas. is, would they be like, well, if this is a Tijuana home game, but we can't play <laughs> yeah. in Tijuana, you're playing it in D.C. Like, are they going to yeah. do something like that, or is it like that's what they should have? We're just hosting them all in the stadiums of the MLS team. Like, that's like, will it be home field advantage for all of these teams? Or will they be like, Charlotte's going to play in Florida this week? Like, I, that's how I want going to do this. I'm assuming the way that they have them broken out by region, that, that they'll play them in just each team's home stadium. And the union get lucky and they get to have two home games. But I guess they don't have that answer. I'm looking through all this stuff right here. So we'll find out, I guess, as it goes. Yeah, but I can't. I, could you imagine playing two Mexican teams and you get to play them both at Subaru? That would be nuts. Like, you would have to take sounds the fans great. away from them. Like, <laughs> sounds great. And they would never do that. They would never make the union not sell tickets and just have them play in an empty stadium again. Like, right. that just gives you really bad 2020 vibes again. But, like, yeah, like, it, it would be great. I would be very excited. But these groups, Jordan, I'm really excited about these groups because I do think there's some really cool matchups that we just don't ever get to see. Um, and it kind of brings you one step closer to that Liga MX, um, Liga Mechies and uh, MLS kind of like merger tournament, Champions League kind of style tournament. Here's, here's my favorite groups. Are you ready? I really like Group 3 in the South with Cruz Azul, Inter-Miami, and Atlanta. That'll be great. I really dig that. And I really also dig Central 3. I have something for the threes, I guess. Chivas, Guadalajara, FC Cincinnati, and Sporting KC, who I think will have a little bit of a resurgent season. Uh, groups that I'm not looking forward to is Minnesota, Chicago, and Puebla. I'm not really digging that one at all. And 
uh, I'm probably not really digging. <sighs> Look at East three too. East three is great as well. With Atlas. Yeah. yeah East three is pretty Toronto. good too. There's no like bad group, I guess. Like a group that I'm like, eh, like, like I said, the one that doesn't get me like excited is Chicago, Minnesota. That central too. Yep. Yeah, I agree. I that one agree. doesn't get me excited at all. Yeah, and I guess Jordan Austin FC, and I think it's I think it's Juarez, or it's one of those two. It might be Matt, whatever that, however you say that. One of those two is right on the border, and they're really close to Mexico. And Mexico mm-hmm. is the highest population of Mexican Americans, so that'd be really cool. Is to watch Liga MX teams come to Austin, where there's a huge, huge following oh, yeah. of Liga MX. Uh, uh, you know, the Liga MX is a huge thing in Texas, so that'll be fun. I think that'll be a blast because there's two Mexican teams in their group. True. Sure, I like so yeah, we got some stuff to look forward to. We'll do full breakdowns of the league's cup as it gets closer uh in season. But for now, that's your groups. Um I'll be watching some uh League of Mechies because that's what you remember when I was doing that when I was watching yeah. some of those games. <laughs> that was yeah. a blast. I loved it. I think it's fun. They're crazy down there. They're passionate as hell. Uh, all right, so let's wrap it up with some MLS news. Uh we had Joseph uh moving to enter, as I mentioned. Before we had Carlos Boca with a dumbass quote uh, floating around there of we could have been real nasty about it, but we let him go where he wanted to go or whatever. I don't know. It's just like, dude, this is why nobody likes you <laughs> at this point. Um, Miami uh, has also done a few things. Leo Capana uh, is official with Inter Miami, sold after his loan. Um, where he was loaned by Wolves, uh, by Wolves to Miami. He now is officially there. We had Jordan Morris, Christian Roldan, and Danny Leva sign new extensions with their MLS teams um, with, Sa- with Sounders. San Jose Earthquake signed Brazilian goalkeeper Daniel from Internacional. Uh, Christian Ramirez is back. The crew signed him. I think that is a really good pickup. And if you can explain to me, Logan, because I wasn't able to really follow this, what was going on in Miami with their stadium? So La Familia, I think is what they're called, is a supporters group. Uh, I might be getting, I know they're Familia, but I think it's La Familia. Um, I might be getting that wrong. But um, I do know that um, there were uh, Miami beat writers tweeting about it, Alex included, who we've had on the show. Um, and supposedly fans somehow got into the stadium with bottle rockets, Jordan, um, and fireworks, and they were shooting them off uh, during the game. And then at halftime, um, they took a picture again of uh, the supporter section and what was a pretty packed house for uh, their game against, uh, I can't remember the team's name off the top of my head. It was a Brazilian club. Um, but they were playing a Brazilian club as in, a, in a friendly, and at halftime, they came back, and it was like, 50% of the supporter groups have had left. And they said that there was a statement that the, the supporter groups had kind of let out that said that uh, they, they banned a couple of them. And then a bunch of them walked out in unison because they didn't agree with the fact that they banned them. They said, you know, what's the problem? I was like, well, you can't really bring explosives into a, into a soccer match, especially in the United States. It's not a thing that we do here. Um, and honestly, 
it's it's the club's fault. It's it's allowing them into the stadium with these bottle rockets. It's uh, you know, and Alex Lindley actually tweeted that the club. It wasn't a club statement, but somebody had said that the security that night was so easy. You just kind of walked in. If you had a bag, you didn't really care. They kind of like were like, okay, cool. You can just walk through. Bad look on Miami. Um, dangerous, I think, for the surrounding people that were in the area. Um, but just a lot of chaos. <laughs> it seemed very Miami. And then Miami got trounced. So uh, they, got, they got beat up pretty well. Um, so it, it was a, it was not a good it was not a good night for Inter Miami all things considering the fact that they unveiled Joseph at the game. He has an empanada, which is fascinating to me. I want to know how many other players have food items. Um, it looked really good, Jordan. It was pink. I don't what, he, what he means by that, what Logan means by that is is named after him yeah. and branded, not that right. Joseph was eating right. one. Right. Or, yeah, not that he was eating one and not that they, like, cut Joseph up and put him in an empanada. I don't want people to get the wrong impression of what they do down there. Um, but, yeah, Jordan, it was just not a good look. Let's just say that. Not a good look. That sounds crazy. Uh, yeah, you were like, I was like, I have no idea what it any of this wild. is going on. It was insane. It wasn't like <laughs> baby fireworks. It was like massive like bottle rockets. <laughs> yeah. Um, some more news real quick. The Union uh, have apparently made the deal for Joaquin Torres uh, from Montreal. So he's uh, moving over there. I know, I think like Kevin Kincaid who covers the union says he sees him as kind of filling in for what Paxton did and being able to play the 10 in a different way than Gaz. So we'll probably see him get in the games uh, occasionally. And then NYCFC is making a move for goalkeeper, Matt Freese from the Philadelphia union, who was a union homegrown, but has been stuck behind Andre Blake uh, his whole career and it looks like he's going to NYCFC while Sean Johnson, who was their goalkeeper, is making a free agent signing to Toronto, which we've been talking about for a bit. But it seems like that has to be almost done at this point if NYCFC are truly moving on and making a, a deal for Matt Freeze. Yeah, that's a that's a big loss. I mean, NYCFC, Jordan, they're kind of that meme where the kids holding the stick poking NYCFC going, you going to do anything because they've lost their whole core the whole core is gone. So I don't really know know where they go from here. And you know, city's going to spend money, but man, it just seems like at every turn they're losing players and really vital players at that. So, I mean, they're really starting to kind of creep down the standings in my opinion, just because I think that unless they start adding some pieces, this team's just going to be a complete shell of itself. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see how it all goes from there any other news that we missed before we start wrapping it up i'm trying to think i thought like there was something else but i'm like totally blanking on what it is i really am like uh, there really was something that was in we'll remember mind. it as soon as we're off oh 100 percent. and it like it kind of centered i thought around nycfc but maybe not maybe i just kind of dreamt that oh yeah um what was it uh help me oh uh alexander callens Yes. Left MLS. That was massive. And what's really weird, Jordan, is that that team is owned by City Football Group. <laughs> so I'm, so, I'm so confused. Oh, yeah, I hate yeah. when that happens. I'm like, can you imagine? Like, he goes over to Spain, and here's NYCFC that really needs center backs because they don't really have any left. And they're like, City's group over in Spain's like, nah, we'll take him. Um, and so now he's playing for the City group over there, not here. In the Until he gets loaned back here. Yeah, well, yeah, I could see that if it doesn't work out well. So maybe. 
Yeah, uh, Logan, why don't you why don't you plug plug your new show? Yeah, so I actually started a city uh, Orlando City uh, podcast. It's called City Beautiful SC in Orlando City podcast, and I just launched my first episode last night. So uh, we covered all off season news, but then there was a ton of transfer news. I'm not even going to try to get into that because I did see it pop up on Twitter, but I'm not going to guess the names because I know they were kind of difficult. So uh, I'm not even going to pretend that I know anything about them right now. But uh, yeah, every we're going to try to release an episode every Sunday. So. Hopefully we can do that and keep on schedule with those. But it's a great. If you place ever need to go. help, yeah, you know a guy. I'm here. I, yeah, I do need help. I, I've been like trying to find Orlando City people, but I'm like, I don't think Jordan really wants to do an Orlando City podcast. I can, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, Jordan, we'll, yeah, we'll yeah. We'll see. yeah. I was like, we can have some I can fill in occasionally. I'm right. Sure. So, but yeah, uh, yeah. If you ever need help, uh, we have something else to plug too, Jordan. Why don't you plug the other people? Yes, this Wednesday, we will be. Releasing our first episode of the Ted Lasso Recap Podcast, Believe Cast. And that'll be on the Stateside Soccer Show feed that you're currently listening to, or on our YouTube channel. Or if you just want the actual feed, uh, it's good. it has its own separate feed already up on iTunes under Believe Cast. You can find it there. But we'll be recapping Ted Lasso every single week. And we might even have to start doing some double duty because they announced it's going to be in spring, which I already did all the math, Logan. I, I figured out when we can start going twice a week and that if we need to release them that way. But I have a goal and I have a goal in mind. But yeah, so we're going to try to get done all two seasons before season three drops. So that way we will be talking season as it airs on apple tv plus so check that out that'll be dropping on wednesday really excited for that and we're recording those far in advance so if you have feedback we'll do a separate mail episode if we get enough feedback on it so you're not going to hear us like acknowledge mail as we're talking about the episodes but yeah very excited for that but i think that's it i think that wraps us up uh thank you all for listening watching however you're interacting with us here you can reach us on twitter at stateside show and you can reach us also facebook that same handle at stateside show email us stateside soccer show at gmail.com i think i have that right yes yes it says stateside okay we're states that show everywhere. All right. <laughs> just, just go there. It's fine. But thank you all for watching or listening. We'll catch you all next time uh, where we'll be starting previews, I guess. So exciting. Previewing the season. Tomorrow throwing his body in. It's going to fall for Ibrahimovic. Oh, come on. Come on. Thank you for listening to Stoppage Time Soccer Show. We hope that you continue to listen to our show as we recap the U.S. Men's National Team, Americans Abroad, MLS, USL. This is Stateside Soccer Show presented by Stoppage Time Soccer Show. Have a good one.